Welcome into UGA Football Live with J.C. Shelton, where the dogs come to talk. Hey guys, welcome to UGA Football Live with J.C. Shelton. Special guest, Aaron Murray. And, and I, don't, I don't think there's anybody else better to talk about some Georgia football before the season here with a new starting quarterback and Carson Beck. And Aaron, it guys, if you haven't tuned in, the Players Lounge is doing a lot of good stuff and original content with Georgia players and Clemson and also Tennessee. But Carson Beck has sat down with Aaron a couple of times this offseason. So I really wanted to get him on and talk about the tools, where he thinks Georgia will be with Carson Beck at the helm. And, of course, you know, Mike Bobo, no one else knows these guys better than Aaron. So I really appreciate Aaron for jumping on. He's got a little gray in his beard. Guys, he's getting old. His kids are doing it to him. What do you think, Aaron? I know. You start getting these the, the kids, and uh, my son keeps telling me, Dad, cut your chin, cut your chin, because he doesn't like when – he doesn't like the scruff. And uh, I got two games this week. Uh, I'm actually calling Missouri on Thursday, and then I got to get on uh, – Friday morning, and I'm actually calling the Georgia game on Saturday. So this is even better timing because I'll be on the call for the first game Saturday night, which I'm excited. I've had the opportunity to call Georgia once uh, two years ago, called them at Auburn, but I've not had an opportunity to call them in, in Sanford Stadium. So this will be a first time, and really excited to see what this team looks like and, and, and get the season started off with a bang, hopefully. Wow, I didn't know that. This is perfect timing. This is absolutely yeah. perfect timing, man. You're calling the game. Um, let's get right into back, man. I you know, obviously projected as a starter after backing up Stetson last year. Um, it feels like the the stars have aligned for him in this position. And I'm really interested on why you think in, in your mind, from your conversations with Carson, for seeing him perform in person, from knowing the program like you do, why why did Kirby Smart and that staff pick Beck as a starter? Well, and I think it finally came out, but that's something I've known for a couple of years. I mean, Beck was supposed to be the starter two seasons ago. And, and and like Kirby said, I mean, Stetson outperformed him in practice and they just wanted to give, you know, a young quarterback who they kind of thought was the future of the program. They didn't want to th- necessarily throw him out to the wolves and, and, and hinder any sort of progress. So they're like, hey, man, we'll put Stetson out there. He'll go out there, be efficient. We'll win the game. And then we'll kind of see what we want to do from there. And then obviously Stetson throws five touchdowns and kind of the rest is history. And, and, and Carson missed out on that opportunity. And, and you brought the fact that I've been able to sit down with Carson a couple of times this offseason. And the first time we talked about that a little bit and he admitted, he's like, man, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I, I didn't know how to, you know, study film the right way. I didn't know how to prepare the right way. And he said, it, it made me have to grow up off the field a lot more than, 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 than I had previously. And now you talk to guys in the facility, like, man, Carson has been one of the hardest working dudes in the building for the past two years, just grinding away, waiting for his opportunity. So, you know, the skill is there. Like the, the question of, of throwing the football, uh, I think he's got really good athleticism. He's not, you know, he's not Stetson, but he's, you know, he's not Tom Brady for goodness sakes. He's probably a four, eight guy. I'd kind of guess. Um, but his arm strength, his anticipation, uh, the way he can kind of thread the needle with, 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 with his ability to, to throw the football, it's elite, but, I was something like that's only half the battle, uh, and maybe even less than half the battle because man, you can find any Joe down the street that can throw a football. It's 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 when you're playing it with the big boys, especially in the SEC, it is so much more of a mental game. And and once again, he he feels like he is more mentally prepared now than he was two years ago. He stuck it out. He waited his turn. He's he's a master of the offense. 
And now it's his, now his opportunity to go out there and shine. Yeah. That, it, it, it really struck me in the spring game, I think. Um, just you mentioned it there, anticipation. Um, you know, progressing through his reads and not being afraid to drop down to the running back. And I think that's that speaks a lot to his development um, and the coaching he's had and his mindset. And, you know, mm-hmm. watching the interviews between you guys, I was really impressed with him, the way he thinks. Yeah. And he was quick to answer things. You asked him about schematics and he would go into it. It was almost like he was holding back from going more in depth into it because he didn't want to, you know, keep you as long, you know. And I, I think I really love that. And I like his mindset and, and learning from Setson Bennett a year ago. Um, you know, something that struck me recently was I think Bruce Feldman of The Athletic, it was his take. Um, and it, we've talked about it on this show this offseason, just in, in the quarterback battle in that situation was, you know, Georgia missing Stetson Bennett's legs a bit. Yeah. And I talked to a bunch of former Bulldogs, you know, during Stetson's run in the last two seasons. And they I was not high. I, I'm the first one to tell you I was not high on Stetson Bennett when he came in. Right. For JT Daniels, because I knew how JT he, he could. His long ball was great. The way he was a passer, I mean, I really liked it. But yeah, they I think it was I can't remember who it was, but they stressed the importance of Stetson Bennett's legs and taking that extra defender from the defense and what that really it gives the defense trouble. Um, and he made the Bruce Feldman at the Athletic made the statement um of you know, George is gonna miss Stetson Bennett's legs. And yeah. that's that's a, that's an interesting thing to me. And I, I just really wanted to put that to you and see, you know. Do you think George is going to miss that? Um, how do oh, they combat 100%. that? And it, and it, and this Stetson's not, and Stetson was not just a runner. Like Stetson's, Stetson, the running ability was a compliment to his ability to throw the football. Like he's, he's, I mean, he's not Carson back, but Stetson has really good arm strength. And he's kind of demonstrated at times during, during even um, the NFL preseason. I know he didn't have a great last game, but there's throws he made. I even go back to that first that first preseason game. Like, man, I told you so. Like, Stetson can throw it with the best of them. You know, he's not Stafford. He's not Josh Allen. He's not those guys. But there's enough of it in him to make the big boy throws. The, the running was always second to Stetson, and 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 um, it was a big part of it. And and I remember even I remember heading into my senior year, Bubble really stressed to me because I felt like I got so I got so much into the weeds of fundamentals where at times I got stuck in the pocket of just being a robot and not being an athlete. And finally, Bubble, like, I didn't even see it. He was like, Aaron, you just need to let loose, man. Like, I want to see the guy that I recruited in high school. And I felt like I was a lot more mobile. Like, I remember freshman year I was, and then then senior year I was a lot more mobile uh, than I was kind of in the middle. Like I said, I got a little bit too robotic. So I, I think it's a it's a huge key for these, these, these quarterbacks. If you have the athleticism, and I'm not just talking about pulling down and running for, for a 60-yard touchdown like Stetson did last year or Solver. I'm not talking about running a 4-4. You don't need to be Lamar Jackson, but can you elude defenders? Can you buy an extra second? Because you look at Georgia's offense this year, and you can't tell me if you can buy an extra second for, for McConkey or, or Dominic Lovett or Arian or obviously Brock Bowers. Those guys aren't going to get open for an explosive play down the field. So once again, I'm not asking Carson to be – Lamar Jackson. I'm just asking him, can you buy some time and be creative both in and outside the pocket? And what I continue to tell Georgia fans is he's more than capable of doing that. I mean, he, he was a hell of a baseball player. He's a middle in, a middle infielder. The dude's got some wiggle in the hips. Yeah. Um, I'm I, I don't think it's gonna be a massive drop from from where Stetson was able to run the football last year. Like yeah. I, it's not gonna be 20, 30 yard gains, but Carson's athletic enough to get you 10 or 15. 
Yeah, I mean, that was my first thought, too. It's not going to be a huge change. Obviously, like you you made a good point there, the 60-yard touchdowns might be out of the cards, but he can move. And it, there's clips of him doing that. He's done that in the past in gameplay. I mean, he's been able to run for first downs here and there. And I think that's a very good part of that offense that maybe people don't think about as much is Stetson being able to move. Um, but I think the, the growing pains, I think, will be there. Let's talk about that in your career. Maybe let's talk about your first start. The nerves, you know, being in Georgia and a program like like that in Athens, being the guy, right? You're touching the ball every single play. Talk about that in your first start, and maybe let's get an idea of what Carson Beck's going to face here. Um, even, you know, UT Martin, of course, but what is he going to face in his first start in Athens here in a week? Well, I think the good thing for Carson compared to me is, is Carson has played snaps. I mean, he played snaps in a, in a, in a national championship football game, for goodness sake. So, you know, I kind of came in there never playing, never being in front of, you know, 90,000 people. Uh, so it was a lot of pressure. And, and obviously I was younger. I was 19 years old. So uh, I was nervous as hell. I remember my first pass was, it was a run pass option. We even did run pass options back in 2010, uh, but we were under center in the I formation. And if I had free access to the Z, I would turn away, fake like I'm handing the ball off, uh, like a backside lead play, and then boom, uh, throw it to the Z. It was uh, R43 Z pop. I think we called it pop, Z pop. So either 43 lead or throw the Z pop. And I almost skipped it to the, the receiver. Um, that's how nervous I was I short on the crap out of it. But from there, you know, I gained confidence and ended up being a pretty good game that first go. Um, uh, but Carson is, is, is he's played, man. He's played a lot. He's played a lot of football over the past few years because of George's ability to get up on teams early on in the game. Mm-hmm. So will he be nervous? Hell yeah. He'd be nervous. Like there's a lot of expectations. Like let's not kid ourselves. Like yeah. this is people think football players don't get anxiety and that we're not stressing that we don't stay up all night freaking out. Like we're like these big, bad uh, human beings that, that, that can never show fear that we're, I mean, we're human, man. We freak out just like everyone else. We, we stress out just like everyone else. We get sweaty palms and tight butts, just like everyone else in the world, whether you're getting a, a presentation at work, trying to ask a girl on a date, whatever it is, we're human. Let's not forget that. Like when you're out there screaming and yelling at, at, at Carson or whoever, man, these are just kids that go through the same stresses that you do in your day-to-day life. So will he be stressed out? I hope he is yeah, because exactly. that tells me it actually means something to him. Exactly. If he does, if he's not going out there with a pit in his stomach, not sure if he's ready to go or not, that means you really don't care. And he cares. I mean, I talked to him last week for a while and um, he's, he's excited, man. He's really, really excited to go out there. And, uh, but once you get going, man, the adrenaline starts going, you're, you're, you're kind of good to go from there. Yeah. I'm very excited to see him play. And I think he, and in the conversations, obviously watching you guys talk, you know, I came away from that. You know, the stress was, was, it was reduced for me from watching him talk to you and the way he was able to describe things and talk about his feelings and also appreciating the moment is something that stood out to me. Like he talked about the national championship, like he was so appreciative for just having the opportunity to be out there and lead that team, even though it was, you know, garbage time. And he really relished in that. And I think that's a really good sign. Um, if you were Mike Bobo, what are you telling Carson before the start? How are you coaching him? You know, maybe to give him confidence or what have you, how would you do that? Man, it's your team. 
been straight up like this is your team like this this team will go as far as you go and and i know there's a lot of people that have talked about you know this isn't a a a quarterback driven team because of how good the defense has been it's not a quarterback driven team because of how good the offensive line's been I don't believe that. I mean, Stetson's had to win football games these past two years. Stetson was a four-time MVP in the playoffs and national championship. Like that, that doesn't scream a, 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 a non-quarterback driven football team. The ball is in your hands every time. You're going to be asked to do a lot. And, and I think for Carson, he'll probably be asked to do even more than what Stetson did because of, you know, some concerns of the running back position. Also on top of that, with how good the receiving position as well. Um, so, so, this is your team. Go out there with confidence. Go out there with some swagger, and uh, and have fun. And 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 you brought up the beginning, like man, I was with Bobo for four years. Bobo will grind you to death Monday through Friday, and he's actually gotten a little bit softer in his days. I went to practice. <laughs> oh, really? He's definitely. Bobo has definitely got a little softer on the quarterbacks compared to uh, what 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 he would do to me, you know, ten years ago. Talk about that. Ago. Talk about um, that. What, what I mean, you he see? used to dog cuss us out, bro. Like dog <laughs> cuss us. You know, you'd you'd feel like, man, there's times like I was scared to even practice at times. Bobo would get after me so much, but I and I loved it too at the same thing because like I, he knew he knew he could push me. He knew that he could get after me, and I would take it and I would just grind every single day. Um, and that's that's to me that's 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 I'm I'm a little bit old school mentality, so I kind of respected that. And I'm saying that like Carson couldn't handle that. I just think like Bobo and his age has just gotten soft. I even heard that from uh, I talked to a couple of Auburn quarterbacks a couple of years ago, and they said the same thing. So I kind of give <laughs> Bobo some crap about that as he's, he's getting up there in age a little bit. But I always on Saturdays he was your biggest fan. Like no matter what happened um, Monday through Friday, he was your biggest supporter, biggest fan on Saturday because he played the position at that university and he knows how damn hard it is. And he was going to make sure that he 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 put you in that spot. So, um, yeah, he's going to set Carson up for success, and he's also going to let Carson, you know, dictate a lot of the playbook. Like he wants his input. He always wanted my input. What do you like? What do you not like? What are you seeing? You know, we need to be seen eye to eye when it comes to every single snap. Yeah, I think it's it's a perfect situation when you think about Mike Bobo and the Carson Beck. And then him being in the system as long as he has and then not changing the verbiage is a big thing. I think we've talked about that before. Um, do you see George going to more empty sets when you think about the running back position, how how many injuries have stacked up there? It's not the talent that's lacking in the Georgia running back room. It's the durability. And I think that has, has stayed consistent. We were hoping this year we'd come into it healthy, and it's just not the case, unfortunately. Um, and then obviously Darnell Washington moving into the NFL. Do you think it's more of an empty set? We're going to see more of that this year, or do they stay in that 12 personnel? Like yeah, they I think you'll see year? a lot more 11 personnel, so maybe more receivers on the field. But listen, I, I love the tight end room. I mean, I think they're, they're 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 deep once again this year, even without Darnell out there. Obviously, you lose a little bit of the the, the dominant run blocking, and not saying those guys can't run block. Like I, I love how how dedicated Brock is over the past few years to continue to work his craft as not only just an elite pass catcher. But as a as a block at the tight end position, but I, I like Oscar. I like Lucky when healthy. Um, everything you hear is Pierce Berlin's had a great camp. Yeah. You know he's a big kid, needs to put some weight on, but he's a big kid. So I mean you'll still see the twelve personnel, but with those receivers, with a quarterback like Carson that that has the that elite arm strength, 
you know, I would I would lean towards the team's going to throw the ball more. Like, it's not going to be, man, this isn't air raid. This isn't, you know, Mississippi State for the past couple of years. Like, it ain't going to be 70-30, for goodness sakes. But, I mean, I could see it being closer to 60-40, maybe a little bit less than that, 55-45. Mm-hmm. It would be more of a, a, a pass-led football team, um, you know, as they continue to kind of figure out, like, who they can trust at running back and how healthy they can be. Yeah. And obviously the worst worth noting that wide receiver room of Dominic Lovett from Missouri led his, led the Tigers in receiving a year ago. Ra Ra Thomas did the same for Mississippi state. And that's just, you know, that's impaired with, you know, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, um, and then Arian Smith and Lab McConkey there, Lab McConkey returning leading receiver. And then Brock Bowers, like you said, that tight end room and Oscar Delp. I was really glad to hear that he had put so much work into this offseason to put on weight. Yeah. Um, to be that blocker because he knew he knew he knows Darnell Washington was gone. He knew that last year, um, and he would, he prepared himself to be that better blocker. So I'm really excited to see him this year. I think he's a guy that we're kind of skipping over a little bit because obviously Brock Bowers is is so good. But I mean the way that Georgia uses its tight ends, I think Oscar Delp's going to have a good year. Um, oh, yeah, yeah I, I love it. Um, wait, let's think about the year in, in total here. Um, I know, I know college game day made the news yesterday for, for picking Alabama to win the SEC. And that was always fun. Give, give Georgia some bulletin board material that they don't even need. Obviously, Kirby Smart, uh, you listen to him talk, you know, he don't give a crap. But um, what do you think about the SEC race? Let's just touch on that really quick. Obviously, Georgia, I think the schedule sets up for them perfectly. Um, Alabama, LSU in the West. What are your thoughts are there on the SEC and then maybe CFP? Just, do, just way too early. Yeah, I, mean, listen, I, know, I know there's always been the discussion of this whole season, like Georgia's schedule is so easy and so easy. Like, is it is it tough? No. Like, I, I will say that. But, I mean, there's some quality opponents on there. And so I will defend it a little bit. Like, South Carolina is a good football team. Kentucky, I think, is going to be a really good football team. I love their quarterback. They bring back some great weapons on the outside. They, they went into the portal, got a great running back from Vanderbilt. That's going to be a good team that could be the second best team in the SEC East this season. Obviously, going to Knoxville, I think it's going to be a challenge at the end of the season, depending on you know the progress of Joe Milton. But they got weapons galore. They built some depth on defense, and I think Ole Miss to me is my my surprise team in the SEC this year. Mm-hmm. I love Jackson Dart, and I, I know he has yeah. been named a starter yet, I believe. Um, but I think he's going to have a monster season, uh, especially with with Junkins and, and the talent around him. So um, they have four good games. I know it's four of twelve, so it's not like wow, you're really challenging yourself. But, you know, th- those are still quality opponents where if Georgia falls asleep and Missouri could be a good team too, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm excited to cover Missouri on Thursday night and kind of see yeah. what their quarterback si- situation will look like. But you look at that team last year. I mean, had Georgia on the ropes, yes. should have beat Auburn. Um, I think could have beat, should have beat Kentucky too with some crazy uh, roughing the punter penalty. Like they <laughs> yeah. could have easily been a nine win football team last year. So like, I want to sleep on Missouri as some, some scrub either, you know, Eli's a great coach. So, um, you know, we'll see what Auburn looks like as well. So, so it's still a, it's a still, if Georgia falls asleep, someone can bite him in the ass at some point this season. Mm -hmm. Are they more talented and should they win every game? Yeah. But Georgia's also more talented to win a game against everyone else in the country. So that's just the way it is. Um, So that's, that's kind of my feelings on the schedule. I'm, I'm more of a fan of LSU this year. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit worried without Mason Mason Smith in that first game versus FSU. 
just because of some of the inexperience at, at the defensive back going against FSU and Jordan Travis. Yes, and, Travis and is going to be. Ton of, they got a ton of playmakers at receiver. But I still think, like, when you get Mason back and the DBs start to, to mature a little bit, I still like LSU as the, the team to beat in the West this year, which mm-hmm. is a – hell of a division because AM is going to be really good obviously alabama's there ole miss i just talked about um that's a kj and rocket at, at arkansas uh it's 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 a gauntlet on that side of the sec um uh, and then nationally you know it's it's it's, it's mostly the same players like michigan is yeah. obviously elite i want to see jj mccarthy take a big step throwing the football this year um you know ohio state i'm interested to see what the quarterback spot looks like is their defense a little bit more physical at the line of scrimmage I mean, those two teams, I think, are still better than Penn State, and they should, you know, most likely be undefeated heading into that last game of the season. Um, I'm really high on Texas, just to be honest. I know a lot of people are <laughs> giving me crap about that, but it's just this is this is by far the best team Texas has had in, in quite some time, and yeah. and it starts with the offensive line and defensive line. Like they are deep and talented in the interior. And, and Texas has been a little bit soft in years past. I think you'll see a more physical team for the Longhorns. Couple that with a second-year quarterback at Quinn Ewers, yeah. uh, a top three or four receiving unit in in, in, in the country. Um, I think this team is going to be really damn good. Like yeah. I, I'm so excited for that game in Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa week two. Yeah, that's going to be a great matchup. And I'm with you on that Texas situation too, because when you look at the Big Twelve, they have a, every opportunity to run that mm-hmm. league every opportunity and then and when you think about nationally that's what they need to do they're going to be there um just, and it, i was really high on usc until they still can't play defense i mean when it, when it comes down to it you have to play defense and that's been they got time they, they got time they got time they got like five weeks before their first legit game like their schedule was yeah. so backloaded Mm-hmm. Where I mean, their first opponent that they face that's going to give them any trouble is Notre Dame on October 14th. So, and I like, like Notre Dame. The pieces, I did. The, yeah, I do like Notre Dame a lot too. Um, the pieces are, are improved for for Southern Cal, and their offense is going to be able to score on anyone in the country. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about that. I oh, mean, yeah. God, Lord, that that freshman kid was a stud. Um, the defense will get better. Will it be elite? You know, I'm not feeling that, but. I think they're going to be better than what we saw yesterday. Just, just the, yeah. it, it, it's a lot of new pieces um, that that still need some time to gel. So, mm-hmm. um, even if they just get a little bit better, that's all they need. I, I said from the beginning of the offseason, they're twenty nine point average giving up points per game last year. I just need to get to like twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, if they do that. I think they're eleven to one football team. Yeah, I mean, you have Oregon right there. That's going to be a great matchup between those guys. Um, and then the Big 12, I think Texas has every opportunity, like I said. And Oklahoma, it's interesting to see how Venables will do there this year. Um, ACC, I feel like it's Florida State and Clemson. Um, and the SEC, I like you. I like I like your take on LSU, honestly. Um, I think they present a lot of problems. I think that matchup with Alabama is going to be one of the biggest games of the year by far. Um, it, it's always when we count Alabama out that Nick Saban's like, no. Nah. Watch out! Yeah, I know, <laughs> you know? I, know, I know. I know everyone's so scared of Nick Saban and, and Alabama, <laughs> but listen, Nick Saban ain't strapping it up, man. And, and there's a lot of question marks on that football team heading into yeah. the season. Yeah, no QB one a week out is interesting. That's something yeah. that we'll have to see what happens. But um, Aaron, I really appreciate your time, man. Uh, taking some time out on a Sunday, guys. If you want this type of analysis on a weekly basis, the Players Lounge is where you find it. Aaron is talking 
to a bunch of Bulldogs each week throughout the season. Um, you don't get this anywhere else, so make sure to check us out there on YouTube as well as the editorial site where we have all the stories. Quick read if you can't watch the video, and we appreciate it, man. Go dogs. Yeah, appreciate you, man, and uh, go dogs. Finally, it's season time. Let's get it going. Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go.